Welcome, everybody, to the Loudest Podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. It's the show where two weird comedians talk about normcore topics like the Big Bang Theory, Survivor, or the new show starring Mayim Bialik and Jim Parsons. It's coming out on Fox this year. You What's hear it about called? This? No, I, what is it? It's called like Sandy or San or Wendy or it's like a normal name. So it's not a Big Bang Theory spinoff. No, it's on Fox. A that would be a whole unit. That would be like if Marvel and DC crossed over at Fox and CBS. Don't they over. do that frequently? They do it occasionally, always with incredible legal machinations and. Okay, so they would cross over like once every 10 or 15 years until this happened. You ready about, you ready to hear this? Yeah. Okay, so they're at like a Marvel versus DC like like softball game. You know, they have those like in real life, like the editors and writers, they all play softball against each other. Sure. And I think it was Brian Michael Bendis who was overheard to remark, can you imagine having Superman and Batman and being like consistently beaten by us at Marvel, that would be like having, that would be like being a porn star with the world's largest dick and you couldn't get any work. The people at DC were very offended by this statement. And then after that, no more DC Marvel crossovers. Wow. I know. How would it feel to be the guy that ruined the, like, oh my God, was Twitter around back then? (laughs) No, Twitter was not around back then. That guy would have gotten chased off of Twitter so fast, man. I don't mean to sound like, wait, oh, go ahead. No, what were you going to say? I don't mean to sound like a man baby, but this reminded me of how excited I am to visit Star Wars Galaxy's Edge as soon as all the fucking kids and vloggers get the fuck out and you don't need like special four hour tickets and they add some goddamn benches. Yes. I (laughs) am so excited about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. We don't know when we're going. I don't even know 100% what it is, but I know that there is exclusive porgs yes. that I must bring home. And you buy them, and they come in a little carrier, yes. and I assume that they do chew on the bars. Well, obviously. I mean, clearly, clearly <laughs> they do. They don't want to be in there. stupid birds. They don't, know what, they don't know why they're in there, why they're in the sky, what's happening. They're so confused. They're in, this is not their home planet of Octo. This is Bantu, and they got here somehow. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge takes place on the mythical planet of Bantu, where the First Order and the Resistance both operate a base within, like, seven feet of each other. So, literally, Kylo Ren and Rey are just, like, running around Kind of within each other's eyesight, I assume. Hiding behind trash cans. Hiding behind trash cans and, and in the... in the but There's a cantina there where you can get porg, uh, porg tiki glasses. I was talking to a guy. I was talking to a guy who visited there. And he was like telling me that there are three exclusive porgs that okay. you can get. Okay. One is a puppet, which I'm not too thrilled about. Mm. What, what the fuck am I going to do with a puppet? Just have it scream. We can just have them scream. You can't cuddle a puppet. It doesn't work. Uh, then there's a plush pork. That's the one that comes in a little box. And I've also heard the ancients have prophesized that there is a special drink you can buy somewhere that comes in a collectible pork mug or something. Yes, exactly. Much like I have this collectible Ferengi tiki mug. It's like this, but because it's pork. We were watching Jenny Nicholson's um, absurdly long <laughs> video about how Star Wars Galaxy's Edge came to be. 
And I'm very excited to like ask the cast members how there are porgs there because like aren't porgs whole thing they can't fly like they can fly around Octo but they can't fly far enough to not drown to death. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, even though they are naturally strong swimmers, I mean they can't fly between planets. I assume that they just kind of like it's like how do we have so many pigeons here in New York? I don't know. Probably like a pigeon got like flew up into like a cargo plane or like flew into like a box of cargo in the 1800s and then they open it up the pigeon flies away couple pigeons fuck that's why all the pigeons are like they're they're like super inbred you know are they it's probably like just three pigeons or something they're so cute though i I know that's the thing they're so adorable you'd think they'd be like scared of cars or people they're no they do not give a fuck the pigeons here have such big balls yeah like i was walking down, I was coming back from the grocery store the other week, and there's this big area. There's a bird feeder. I don't know if you've noticed this, but in front of the bank, there's a bird feeder. Yes. And uh, so the pigeons and many birds congregate there. And the pigeons, I don't know what's going on with that, but I never see the pigeons in the trees. They always like eat the leftover seed on the ground, and there's hundreds of them there all the time. <laughs> and I'm walking back, and I walk by them, and I get so close that like feathers are brushing up against me. Like they truly do not give a fuck that I am here and stepping on them. No, I love them. I love just seeing them like. Want like they'll just like so casually walk into a bank if the door is open. It's so cute. They, like not a care in the world. There's not even any food in that bank. It doesn't smell like food. It smells like a greed and excess. No, they know nothing. I saw a bunch of them taking a bath in an oil spill. Yes. <laughs> Do you ever see a pigeon on the subway? I have seen a pigeon on the subway. It must be such a weird mind fuck. Because when they get out of the car, they might as well be on a whole other planet. They might as well have gone from Octo to Bon Me. Wait, what's the name of the planet? Bon Me. I think that's a Vietnamese sandwich. <laughs> oh, I'm hung. I'm so hungry. Me too. Uh, I, I I can't eat all my favorite foods because I'm so sick. Oh, shut up. You're not sick anymore. I'm so sick. You're I'm fine. So, I might die. I, <laughs> I have... Sorry, we were, we were off last week. I have like a horrifying mouth infection. Yeah, you do. You are actually, you were sick, but now you're better. No, this morning, I mean, I was in pain too. I got, look, if these, if this penicillin they gave me doesn't work, I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go take some super drugs or something because this, this thing isn't clearing up. Yeah. But like, uh, yeah, I got like some sort of hor- horrifying mouth infection, which is like completely due to stress. Who would have thought that going on a 12 city tour while holding down a full-time temp job while recording 85 personal episodes of the 5-Minute Podcast, while trying to maintain an active and healthy social life, while recording one of these shows every week, yeah, it might stress you out a little bit. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, I'm, I'm trying to get better. I went to an oral... So I, I went to... Uh, what is it? I went to Urgent Care, and the exceedingly hot Italian Brooklyn doctor lady was like, oh my God, you might totally die. Like, she was like chewing gum. She was like getting really close to me. Absolutely no sense of personal space. She's like, sh- like I have my hands on the chair. She's like bending over and like shoving her boobs into my hands. And she's like, let me see that mouth open wide for me. And I'm just like, if this is my last day on earth, this is not bad. Well, motherfucker, let me tell you, Candy is a recovering alcoholic. <laughs> And she's trying to get her life in order for her kids. How fucking dare you? 
This is her second week on the job after cutting back from the Bunny Ranch. How fucking dare you? She's just trying to support her family. So she tells me, so Kennedy tells me, like, you might have an abscess. It'll fill with bacteria. It'll go to your spinal fluid and you'll die. And I'm like, God damn, Candy. I came in here with a cold and my my tooth hurting, and now you're telling me this might be my last day on Earth. She's like, yeah, take this penicillin, and if you get sicker in an hour or two, go to the emergency room. And I'm like, God damn, Candy. Thank God, I, I was getting a little bit better. But then she gives me a prescription. She goes, you got to go to an oral surgeon. Not a dentist, an oral surgeon. Yeah. Did you see the oral surgeon they sent me to? Was it a man or a woman? It was a dude. He looked like, hmm, how do I say this? In a way that's not racist. Well, well it's, by bringing race into this, haven't you already made it racist? Uh, what was his first name? Vinishan. His last name was Kuthrapali. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway. Rajesh. <laughs> yes. Oh, so here's the plot of that, of the new Fox show. Okay. It stars Maya Bialik, which I love, because I think she's the funniest part of the Big Bang Theory. She's the only person who you can, like, just give any line to, and she will just nail it. Did you know she's also an anti-vaxxer? I know. She's an anti-vaxxer. And like, pro-Israel, I think. Look, I don't know. She's a child star. She was the star of a show called Blossom. They're just going to become fucked up, and I'm sorry. Like, that's just what's going to happen to them. Yeah, I guess you can't help it. Yeah. You just can't... Look, the thing is, she's super talented. Look, if we have a surgeon... You, okay, you have the option between two surgeons. One of them hates porgs and is a brilliant medical technician. Mm. One of them loves porgs, but is, like, covered in blood. How do I get the porg to do my surgery? Okay, I see you're not... Okay, anyway, so here's the, the plot of the new Fox sitcom is that uh, this, this girl, played by Maya Bialik, takes all of her wedding money... That, like, her parents gave her, and instead she opens a cat cafe. Well, like, one of those Japanese ones where you pet the cat while you drink the yeah, coffee? Exactly. Oh, cute. And I think, like, Jim Parson plays, like, her manager or her best friend or her husband or something. But, like, we're finally getting Shamey back together. Sheldon and Amy. Shamey. Do you think Kelly Kukul is going to show up in the pilot in, like, a funny cameo role? You better believe I assume she will. I assume she will, too, but as, like, a favor yes. to the director. It, it, yeah, that kind of thing. For example... In the first episode of Joey, who shows up, obviously, the person who Joey has the tightest social connection with, Joey's best friend in the world, the person who Joey, frankly, even dated for a little while, that's right, Ross. <laughs> Ross is the guy they got in the pile to Joey. Ross, he's like, hey, Joey, uh, here's your bags. Have fun in Los Angeles. Sorry, Chandler, your best friend. Monica, who you hooked up with, Phoebe, who you're kind of on a spiritual relationship with, or my much more popular sister couldn't be here. Um, Ross. Did you not know this? I don't. I try to actively avoid friends in every capacity. Well, today must be, I mean, this year must be a fucking hellhole for you. It's the 25th anniversary of Friends, and everybody's trying to make it into a big deal. Uh. Google has, like, Easter eggs. You, if you search for Phoebe Buffet, Google starts singing the Smell-A-Cat song at you. At which point, I think you like 
get to call the police. And then you get AIDS and die. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about that. Well, feline AIDS, but it's still a kind of AIDS. I hate that show so much, and I don't see the appeal. Why do people like it? It's literally not even funny. It's the same shit as a... What, what's the one about scrubs yeah scrubs wore on me very quickly yeah. like uh, i liked it for i think a couple episodes and then after that i fucking i hate i cannot stand jd to the point that i was like i literally can't watch this because the main character is so fucking irritating <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think of something see the thing is like usually with this shit at the time it's popular and then we look back at it and we're like what like bosom buddies Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari pretended to be women so they could live in a cheap apartment in New York. Was that popular? Yes. Really? It went like five seasons. And in the fifth season, I believe they just ditched the dresses. I think like Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari are like, we've grown as characters. Like, can't this just be about us working at this magazine? And I was like, all right. And nobody, how do you, how do you possibly write that into the script when that is the plot? I don't know. I don't know. We gotta watch Bosom Buddies. We gotta watch Bosom Buddies, and we have to watch, like, a couple years ago, Working It came out, which was... Oh, God, that lasted... Yo, I have tried. Let me tell you about y'all motherfuckers about Working It. Okay. Work It. It's called Work It. It's about a pair of gentlemen who I think... It is based off of Bosom Buddies, but I think they want to work at some kind of office or magazine, and the CEO or the boss is, like, a huge... What's it called when you hate misandrist? You wouldn't hate men, yeah. Yeah, and was like, we won't hire men here, so they have to dress up as women to get the job. I don't know why they want to work here in particular. And then the whole thing is just about, like, talking about periods. <laughs> like, you know, normal office conversations, like periods and cervical mucus, things that women talk about on a day-to-day basis. I want to watch this show so bad now. I have tried to find episodes of Work It, but they have been purged from the internet. It's like, the it went for 12 episodes. I think you can find the first three on youtube or something but beyond that it is just gone man okay i've got to find work it why, why, why was i talking about this cat cafe the oh right joey friends oral surgeon so i get in there and i'm like do i have an abscess am i gonna die the super hot doctor candy she's trying to work her way off the pole like candy told me that like that like the root of my tooth might have might have an abscess. It'll spread to my bread brain and it'll die. And he's like, "No, you don't have an abscess, but just in case, I'd like to charge you a thousand dollars to remove your wisdom tooth." And I'm like, "Well, that fixed my abscess." He's like, "Well, you don't have an abscess. You have a slight infection." And I'm like, "Well, that fixed my infection." And he's like, "No, it'll probably make it much worse. Like, because now you have like an open wound and a dry socket and all this shit there, but." Just so you don't get future infections, I'd like to remove your wisdom tooth right now for $1,000. Remember what I told you before I went into the oral surgeon? Yeah, that uh, doctors... Surgeons like to cut. Yeah. Surgeons, they feel like they're God and that scalpels are Jesus' dick. Like, I go in there and I go, I bet they're going to tell me that they need to operate on me because, because surgeons like to cut. 
They like to feel like they're helping. They, they're just like, I could slice up the world and make the whole world better if everyone would just let me slice it apart with my knives enough. You know, A, drilling for dollars, very common thing. You remove someone's wisdom tooth, that's a grand right there. You remove four of someone's wisdom teeth, and that's like a used car. See, this is the the question that I have. is like I, ha- I don't have any of my wisdom teeth. I got all four of them taken out when okay. I was 16. But, uh... That is, like, not a fast operation. Yes. Like, dude, you need to be... Like, they put you to sleep. Like, they don't just give you local anesthetic. They hook you up. They put you under. And I feel like that's not just something that you can do. And obviously, I was not awake for my wisdom tooth surgery. But I went to the when I went to the surgeon's office. I remember being in a console room, then putting me under, and then waking up in like a bed with my vital signs like on a monitor. That's like I don't get how I've, that that feels a little rushed. To me. It was a little rushed because they saw cash on the barrel. They were like, "This guy is not in a very good state. His brain is all messed up. He's sick." Maybe we can rook him for some wisdom, some sweet, sweet wisdom teeth money. Oh, like, I'm not going to lie, though. If there was a doctor who was like, I will remove your tonsils for $1,000, I would be like, yes, suture me up, doc. I hate my tonsils so fucking much. Yeah, they're always getting infected. They're always in the way. They help. They crowd out your breathing. I have been trying to get them removed unsuccessfully for like five years. No doctor will do the operation. Why? Because they're too small? No, it's not that. It's like, I I, I go to the doctor and I have this problem where I get these things called tonsil stones, Mm -hmm. which is, so you're, I have very large uh, tonsil crypts, which are the holes in the tonsils. And sometimes food gets caught in them and the food will sit there and like calcify and it smells horrific. I constantly have, I have to use like three different mouthwashes in the morning. That TheraBreath, that tongue scrub, electric toothbrush. I have to use so much to like just make my breath smell normal, not even smell good because of these fucking stones. And the only way to remove them is to just go in there yeah. with a fucking, uh, I've been using a... Electric toothbrush. Yeah, the end of my toothbrush to like squeeze them and push on them and pop them out. Yeah. But it hurts and they're constantly bleeding and they're constantly getting infected. But like, what am I going to do? Just have breath that smells like a dead old person all the time? That's not an option. But so I went to, I went to, I've tried for years and they tell me the same thing every time. They're like, this is not a medical necessity, so we're not going to do it. But yo, if I could find a dentist or a sketchy oral surgeon who was like, I will pull your wisdom or your tonsils out for a thousand dollars. I'd be like, yes, but only under the condition that I get to keep them afterwards. Dr. Kuthra Polly will do it. We should have, we should have tagged in like a tag team. Put you in that chair. Cause that guy was looking to make some money that day. So he goes, a thousand dollars to remove the wisdom tooth, and I'm like, hmm, I can't do a thousand dollars. They go, well, we give you a discount. We give, we go down to nine hundred. I go, oh, I, I don't, I don't have nine hundred dollars today. They go, how about eight fifty? I'm like, is this let's make a deal? Is this the Price is Right for oral surgery? What, what, what's happening here? And then eventually they go, well, what could you do today, right now? What could we do to get you out of that wisdom tooth? I go. $500? They go, we'll be right back. They go off and talk about it like at a used car dealership. And they go, that's totally fine, $500. And I'm like, I'm leaving. <laughs> that was, you almost got, cause, because kind of like with your tonsils, this wisdom tooth has bothered me my whole life. Really? I have all four wisdom teeth. 
because I read that in the British dental system and a lot of overseas dental systems, they do not recommend like mandatory wisdom teeth extraction. I've heard, I don't know if this is true, maybe our listeners could tell me, I've heard that in America, it's just something we do, kind of like circumcision. Why do we do it? We do it because we do it. There's no medical necessity anymore. We do it because we've always done it. And it's a way to like give Dennis some of that do-re-mi, drilling for dollars. I think the reason I got them out was because I had, what is it called? I think it's called impacted, where they grow like opposite and they were fucking up my teeth. Yeah. So the surgeon or the doctor was like, yeah, we got to get rid of all of these or else your teeth are going to be permanently fucked. Oh, God. Okay. Well... Like, like, I don't know. But no, it's like, remember back in the 80s, like pretty much every kid had their tonsils taken out? Yes. And now they, pre- I don't think they do that anymore. Yeah, it's Just weird. because it's like such an intensive surgery. Yeah, what? You're putting a kid under anesthetic. Every time you go under anesthetic, there's a chance you won't wake up. Like, you're putting a kid through major surgery to get rid of his fucking tonsils. But if he did ruin my wisdom tooth, I did want it. So I can make like a shark tail necklace out of yeah, it. Yeah, no, I want to keep my uh, tonsils. They look like little strawberries. <laughs> They're ripped out of your throat. Okay. I'm telling you, this guy will remove your tonsils. I could get you back in there. This guy will take out your... You have cash. He's got a knife. I don't know if that's part of my health insurance. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, I, he wasn't under my insurance. I just had to see because it was like an emergency. It was oh, like, really? I don't have fucking time to figure out who's in network and who's out of network. It's like, I might fucking die of like a sepsis infection. I imagine there's uh, not a ton of oral surgeons that are just sitting around with no business either. Yeah, in New York City? Yeah. The city of a million teeth? A million it's teeth. It's utopia here. So many fucking teeth. So- Oh my goddamn teeth. Okay. Hey, we'll be right back. I'm gonna I'm gonna fix myself a little cup of coffee. We have a lot to talk about today. We have the brand new Himoto Sriracha Chan. Oh my pins. god, they're so cute. Look they at are them. so goddamn adorable. And we have the artist who uh who drew them, berries and cream. She will be doing a call-in. Uh I went through a pretty interesting like workplace icebreaker. That I will talk to you guys about. Can we talk about the Barbie movie too? We, oh yes, we're gonna talk about the Barbie movie and to wrap up. For that guy was trying to charge when me and Sriracha went to the sober delic party a couple of weeks ago. That guy was trying to charge us thirty dollars for two Miracle Berry tablets. Well, the savvy Miracle Berry consumer went on Amazon and bought ten of them for thirteen dollars, and we will be doing the Miracle Berry. Monster Taste Test Challenge Quest. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. Okay, I did it. You know how everybody else has enamel pins and they're all so cute and everybody loves their enamel pins? I fucking, I put the dream out there and then it made it happen we have enamel pins now for the loudest podcast. Sriracha, tell us about them. They are, okay, so first of all, I thought these were going to be total fucking shit. Yeah, <laughs> when, me too, because I was in charge of it. Because most pins suck. Like, have you ever ordered pins off of Etsy? Yes. Most pins fucking blow. I know. But this is, this is not garbage. These are not garbage. These are the comfort colors of pins. Yes. This is not gilded shit. They are smooth they are enamel they are hard i like that there are clearly defined like ridges Mm -hmm. on the outside of the art you cannot bend them 
I have been trying for like two days. It's impossible to bend them. They come with little clamps, and it's just incredibly cute. This is maybe the cutest the art. thing. I mean, what, what is it? What is the pin up? It's me as Himoto Porkruchin. Yes. And I have a little cape on, and I've got my oat milk, as, I, as one does, as you do. And then uh, I think that's Sonichu pillow. No, those are Sonic chips. Because you know how Moto Umuchan loves p- potato chips? Oh, I didn't get that. Oh, that's so cute. It's just really, really cute. And you should all get one and put it on your backpack. I can't wait to put it on my backpack. Yeah. And the person who drew the art for them. Well, first off, I got to thank Chris S., who is our pin producer. Chris, you're a fucking lit bro. I'm thinking about making my own. After seeing these, I'm thinking about making my own Sriracha pins, like exclusive. Oh, to cut me out like Maddox did to Dick with those Uh t-shirts? Oh, great. (laughs) And I'll steal your feed. (laughs) Oh, great. Well, okay. I'm glad I'm I'm hearing about this live on the air. (laughs) Wait, what what t-shirts was that? What did that happen? Oh, you didn't know about the t-shirts? No, tell me about the fucking t-shirts. Oh, okay. I'll I'll tell you about the t-shirts. Real quick, just for our listeners who don't know. Okay, so... uh, so Dick wanted to make these t-shirts of death riding a hoverboard because that was the art from one of the biggest problem thumbnails. Cool. And so like Dick goes to Max and is like, I want to make these t-shirts. And I'm there for all this. Like you like you were physically present when this was no, happening? No, but I'm or on like-, like the emails and shit okay. about this stuff. And I'm hearing about this from all sides. Like, like I'm in the middle of this drama. And so Dick's like, why don't we sell these t-shirts and we could make money? Everybody likes his art. Mag's like, I don't know. That might cut into my t-shirt shop and people. It's like t-shirt from the biggest problem, t-shirt from the Maddox store. It'll just be too confusing for listeners. And Dick's like, that makes no sense. But I understand there is literally no arguing with you. So whatever. Fuck it. Later that day, Maddox puts a t-shirt up on his t-shirt store that is like, Death on two hoverboards. It's like technically a little bit different. Like he went to the same artist and was like, make this and sell it at my shirt, shirt shop. Then later that night, the wedding happened. Oh, that's so scum. Wait, that was the same day? Yes, that's the That's, that's the so scummy. Oh the, my God. The thing that like nobody talks about is like the last straw before the wedding was the t-shirt. Holy shit. Okay, Maddox had it coming to him. Of fuck that he guy. Did. He's yeah, fucked such a that fucking guy sucks. fuck. All right, that but anyway, fucking awful. someone who doesn't suck, uh, the artist for Sorancho, for Hamoto Sorancho Chan, the art. The pin, ladies and gentlemen, berries and cream. Say hello. Say hello. Hi. Um, I wouldn't say that I don't suck, though. What? Whoa! Well, well, we're saying that you don't suck. You're, you're great. You're fantastic, Mary. That's we love literally you. what we just said. We just said. Why don't you listen? Why don't you believe us? It's so cute. I love it, and I really like how uh, you got the. I feel like you've really captured the essence of the art from that Himoto, My Sister's a Fuck-Up show. <laughs> uh, thank you. I was going for... <laughs> I was doing it for the meme. <laughs> oh, you, di- you did it. You've created a new meme. You've this, created a monster. <laughs> these were just dreams before this. These were just dreams. Uh-huh. But someone said, I will not let my dream- my memes only be dreams. I will let my dreams become memes. Now we got the dream meme pin. <laughs> I love it. This was the thing that I love about this berries and cream is like, a she just started sending us art out of nowhere. Like just one day I log on to Twitter, 
beautiful drawn me a stereoscopist. Oh, actually, wait, wait. I'll get the posters to show because I have I made posters of some of our art. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. You haven't seen this stuff yet, Bears and Cream. Wait, could you talk I to Bears for one second, Rachel? Um, okay. <laughs> Just ask her like a regular interviewer question. How did you get into art? What's your favorite kind of art? What's How do you like us? How did you hear about us? Just color. softball questions. What's your favorite color? <laughs> I like purple a lot. <laughs> I, I like purple, but only certain kinds of purple because oh, exactly. la- lavender pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> I hate magenta. <laughs> I hate fuck magenta. And fuck anybody that calls it magenta. It's just dark purple. <laughs> Her favorite color is magenta stereos. What about violet? Violet is fine. I like that deep purple. I don't know what it's called. Maybe it's violet. I but- love plum. Plum, yeah, Plum's that's good. what it is. Plum's Plum a good, is Plum's a a good one. Color, yeah. I think Plum might be the best purple, actually. I'm not even kidding. Because Plum, like, oh, but did you see that the Pantone color of the year for 2018 was ultraviolet? What the fuck is that? <laughs> isn't ultraviolet, like, not... Isn't that a wave of light we can't see? <laughs> yeah, but someone tells me that the people behind the Pantone color institute like weren't thinking of it they were like it's so violet it's ultraviolet it's that violet good job guys wait what was the i like the pantone color of last year it was like burnt orange or something that's this year's it's like creamsicle oh really yeah, yeah. exactly i'm looking this up all right well, well okay so so bears of cream just one day i log on twitter and she tweets me this look at it it's, it's a bird cute. dad poster it's me smoking a joint <laughs> The joint says patreon.com slash stereos on it. There's like a bunch of like ghost birds in front of me. I think this is, is this a reference to uh, ghost, uh, the way of the soldier? What was that? Ghost ninja, ninja ghost? Is this a reference to something? What, what What's the story behind this art, Berries of Cream? Um, so before, before I started drawing like people, I just like to do cute anime girls. <laughs> yeah. And then um, yeah. one day I decided to expand my horizon. So I was like, oh, I guess I could try drawing stereotypes. will be easy. That's right. It's <laughs> a perfect circle. All you need is a drinking glass and a pencil and you're halfway home. <laughs> try drawing cute anime boys like stereos. Yeah. Well, then, 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 um, so, then she ups the ante and she draws... Bird mom! I love that picture. I look so cool. This is the first time anyone's ever drawn Sriracha, I think, where it's, like, looked like her. That looks a little bit more attractive than me. But... Hey, look, you're very little. You're very telegenic. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, Jackie, Bear's Cream loves you. So Bear's Cream makes this art, and I go, I need to, I, I you are now our artist. You're our artist. We love you so much. So we still, we, and so I've always had this dream of I wanted to make like a little Himoto Umaru chan sriracha, like her holding a little porter or something, because she loves this goddamn Himoto Umaru chan cartoon. Hey, I like I, it too. I have no idea. Exactly. Exactly. And so I just talked to Barry's Cream, and she just sends me the thing that I had been thinking of for months. She's like, what about this? It's perfectly drawn. And it's so cute. <laughs> yes. So we're so if you're a fifteen dollar patron, you you're, you're gonna get one of these pins in the mail. If you live overseas, we can kick in like five extra dollars for shipping, either yeah, through PayPal in, 
Kick in seven if you're in fucking New Zealand no, or Iceland. No, five. No, fuck the, you. I'll eat the... No, hey, that's a... Hey, you be nice. Okay, look, it costs <laughs> like $20 to ship things to New Zealand. Just pay five. I'm not going to make you pay $20. Like, I'll eat it. Uh, it you, won't come out of your end. It'll come out of my end. If you are in Indonesia, I will hand deliver it to you. <laughs> or beat up with Sriracha and Bali. At exactly. the war. <laughs> oh, so you and I are now working on a zine. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Um, you didn't even mention your Garstereo, Tim, by the way. Oh, that's next month's. <laughs> it's next month's. That's next month's thing. Um, yeah, we're working on a, we're working on a, uh, is it a zine or a zine? Uh, I like zine, but then again, like, I'm like a Gen Xer, like, 90s kid, like me and Silent Bob are always hanging out. Maybe you Zoomers call them zines it's now. It's called magazine, isn't it? Well, I magazine. believe they're called magazines. Yeah. Not? Here's the thing. Um, I'm a huge Boomer, um... Idiot. So when I saw the word Zion, I didn't know what it meant <laughs> until I looked up. It's okay. I've been pronouncing so was, pomegranate pomegranate. <laughs> like, Last <laughs> night, instead of Icarus, she said Icarus. Did I? Yeah, you oh. you were like you were like like Icarus. This guy's flying too close to the Christian. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um. Oh well. Well, anyway, uh, me and uh, Bears and Cream we're making a zine right now. I, it's probably more than halfway done. Um and it, and it's gonna be oh like no a, definitely not I I think I I don't know what else you can I think it's almost perfect and uh, that'll be like another fifteen dollar exclusive where I, I want to do more of these like exclusives I got another guy working on a zine we got another pin we got these posters that'll be exclusives 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 I'm so tired of both of these Patreons that don't have exclusives What's the other zine Oh I'm working on a zine with an incredibly cool indie artist it's called ghost lawyer and it's about a lawyer played by a little cartoon me who's also a ghost and who tries to use the fact that he's a ghost to like get his clients off of like criminal charges okay and then i'm working i'm going to work on another thing with sophie that's going to be like a uh like a uh what is it a um, scott pilgrim kind of thing well it's good that this is the first i'm hearing about all of this i told you I put out a list of all by 2019 projects, and there were multiple zines on that list. Yeah, and I was not consulted about any of them. Okay, anyway, moving on. Berries and Cream, how can people see more of your art? Do you have an Instagram or something? Um, yeah, I have an Instagram. <laughs> underscore, underscore, and underscore. Okay, hold on. I'm sorry. Sorry, you, you were breaking up a little bit. Uh, can you give that to us one more time? My apologies. Um, I have an Instagram, and that is underscore berries, underscore N, underscore cream. Underscore then, berries, underscore N, underscore cream. Got Just it. want to make sure our audience gets it. And the N stands for nice art, berries and cream. Really good job. <laughs> and then um, my Twitter is, um, it's spelled stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so is mine. That's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's strawberries and memes. That's okay. Strawberries and memes. Is it spelled with like a bunch of threes and shit? It's like, well, you can you just like put it on the screen or something? Anyway, berries and cream. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for your this amazing art. Uh, and uh, we'll be right back after this. Bye. Bye. Welcome back to the loudest podcast. Okay. 
Garfield Leach is closed on Mondays. Now. Fuck yeah! And now they have a, they've finally given in and made a goddamn marinara sauce. Marinara sauce. Mm-hmm. Like every pizza restaurant should have. They also have Garfield Barbecue. I forget if it has a stupid name. Let me look it up on Instagram. But Okay. There are, there are big changes afoot at Garfield Eats. We assume due to the fact that nobody likes their food. And no one is eating there except as a meme. Except as a meme. And once you've eaten there as a meme once, you're definitely not going back for seconds. It's not a habit-forming behavior. So Garfield Eats is now closed on Mondays. They say it's because Garfield hates Mondays. But Garfield has always hated Mondays. You should have never been open on Mondays in the fucking first place. I think it's because Garfield hates overhead expenses. <laughs> yeah, I think it's because Garfield is looking to cut his employee expenses by one seven a All week. Right. You ready? Okay, ready. so I'm going to read you <clears throat> Garfield's Barbecue. Garfield, the cook, has his own Garfield barbecue sauce. Also, no periods in this, of course, course. as is tradition. Garfield, the cook, has his own Garfield barbecue sauce infused with Garfield's original orange secret sauce found on Montreal barbecue steak pizza or other pizzas of your choice. Hashtag pizza. Hashtag sauce. Hashtag Garfield. Love me. Feed me. Don't leave me. One of the things I hate about... Okay, so it's like me and Sriracha both work like in like internet advertising so like we're both familiar with the concept of like the social media voice yeah this guy has no idea how garfield talks this guy always has garfield going meow yeah he thinks garfield literally meows is that a thing from the 80s no garfield (laughs) the whole thing is that he's a cat that thinks he's people that's the deal with garfield he drinks coffee he has an alarm clock he hates mondays why would a cat hate mondays you, you've pointed this out multiple times. And he also chases the Garfuccinos out of his fucking neighborhood. Like a human being would. Hey, oh, why does he hate Mondays? Because people hate Mondays because Garfield thinks he people. He that is he that people. is the whole joke behind Garfield. There's also John Arbuckle's marinara sauce, which I, I, I'm so I'm trying so hard to understand the marketing behind this. Like, does John make his own marinara sauce or something in the cartoons? No, but you know who does? Okay, this could have been so easily rectified. I told this guy, Nathan, about this the first time we talked to him. I said, John's grandma has a secret sauce. Instead of calling it Garfield's secret sauce, you should call it John's grandma's secret sauce. There's a whole episode of Garfield and Friends where people try to buy the recipe to John's grandma's secret sauce, but they can't get it right. John, I'm sure, cooks, but he he's not going to have a signature sauce. Grandma Arbuckle's secret marinara sauce. Yeah, I feel like that would work, but that only works if you know that his grandma has a secret sauce, which no one does because it's 2020 and not call it Grandma Arbuckles. People know John Arbuckle. People know the name Arbuckle. The name Arbuckle's got stroke in this town. And John Arbuckle looks like really sexual. Yeah, he does. In this, like, why is he giving bedroom eyes to the camera? I fucking hate this. So, of course, uh, here's their Instagram post about Mm -hmm. this. John Arbuckle's marinara pizza sauce now available as a choice at Garfield Eats only infused with fresh herbs and plump tomatoes. If you don't find it on our app or Uber or Fedora. Oh, I guess they're on Foodora. 
No. Foodora? Foodora? Foodora. Is, is this some sort of delivery service for incels? I don't know. <laughs> That's great. I love Fedora. Then just call us to mention it on your order. Meow. So what that tells me is their app is once again not working. Right. Yep. And of course, all of the comments are, mmm, John's sauce. Cover me in John's sauce. Uh, does the sauce come from John? Come to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> this is very tactfully placed. Uh, a winky face. Yum. Tastes like virginity. Dwayne Johnson who John's got that smoldered down can't wait to drink his cum <laughs> come to Brazil oh lord I can't wait to slurp on John Arbuckle's delicious sauce yep why are these not getting deleted but I get banned from Twitter for pointing out that they might get sued for saying that your food doesn't cause bloating it definitely does cause bloating it's cheese and salt that's a recipe for a bloat God damn it. Yeah, you come to New York, you're getting sued like a motherfucker, bitch. It's one thing New Yorkers love. It's sued other people over stupid, dumb, pointless bullshit. We love it here. We love it here. This is the state to come to when you're looking to sue somebody when you have no case. Oh, my God. I would call Lando. Like, the second he steps foot in the United States, I'm calling Lando. Like, can you take this on contingency? I want my $25 back. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So that is the latest in Garfield Eats news. Um, a little more news. My temp job, things are going swimmingly there. Uh, they had an icebreaker recently because oh, it was no. like getting to know you. We want to get to know everybody. Let's get to know people. I hate these. Hate them. I hate them. Zero percent of my body wants to participate. It is a no. It's a scenario. I hate these like things in the corporate world where you can only lose. There are no points to be gained from the icebreaker. No one's going to go, wow, he loves horses, huh? Oh, I like horses too. He should be our executive vice president of horses. Like, oh, he has two kids, you say? A boy and a girl? And they're a real handful. Now I feel like I know that. I don't feel like I know this person more. Here's the only thing that happens in a corporate icebreaker. Yeah, this guy started talking about, like, the pinup girls he collects. He says he collects vintage pinup girl calendars. I think he's a humongous pervert, and I think we can fire him, like, ASAP. I was wondering what that noises in the bathroom were. I think it's that guy jerking off. Yeah. Dude, you're totally right about that. Like, I have to, I call it running normal.exe. Yup. That's what I call, like, when you have to act like a fucking normie in the office. Like, I, the other day, I got a form from work that was like hey we're doing everybody's like can you write down your birthday and your favorite food and your hobbies i'm like oh god it was like well uh my real my real hobbies is uh i study a language spoken only on an xenophonic on a xenophobic archipelago in the middle of <laughs> the pacific and what i use this skill for is reading obscure pornography but, but you really do a good job reading that porno though you Japanese brings it to life. Right, but uh, what I wrote down was, uh, you know, my favorite food is seafood, and uh, I like exercise and reading. <laughs> you hate exercise. I do. I hate it more than anything in the world, I but mean, that's a normie answer. That's an acceptable normie answer. <laughs> yeah. Hiking. Everybody loves hiking. You know why? It's a safe normie thing to say in a meeting. Yeah. It's like... 
Oh, you like hiking? I like hiking too. No one's gonna be like, yeah, I have like one of those little pickaxes. I'm much like the hiker from The Price is Right. I'm constantly going, yodelay, 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 hee-hoo, yodelay, 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 hee-hoo, oh, hee-hoo. No, that's a hiker. You're someone who walks a path once a year. Yeah. Okay. Maybe never, because you're just saying things. Because <laughs> this exercise in futility, you yes. just have to say something normal. Just yes. produce a normal answer. Yes. So they, so, you know, if they just ask my hobbies, well, I, like, I love watching TV, hanging out with my girlfriend, taking my girlfriend out to dinner. Easy. Oh, uh, where are you from? Oh, I'm originally from New York, you know, but I'm from the country. A lot of people ask me, oh, could you see the Statue of Liberty from your house? <laughs> Not from my house. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy's a card. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, oh uh, where, where's the farthest country you've ever been? Oh, I've been to Greece, you know. Uh, I saw my ancestral hometown, and it was really nice to reconnect with my roots. <gasps> and then, like, a fucking vomit and olive oil just come out of my mouth. Yeah, just like, please, can I stop talking now? Yeah. So they, but here's what they asked. Oh, Wish no. they'd asked those easy questions. They said, send three memes that are important to you. Oh, no. (laughs) They said, send three memes that are important to you. This is to root out anti-Semitism in your office, right? I assume. I assume so. (laughs) I assume they're they're, they're just looking for any kind of red flags. (laughs) Um, Now, interestingly, I'm a boomer. We don't care about memes the way you zoomers do like all your base i guess i could have brought in mr t ate my balls andre's got a posse like these are the memes that i care about yata do you remember yata 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 daigaku no gaku day yeah it was like i'm doing great in college all my friends like me that's the, yata the- was fucking awesome <laughs> Thank you. Demo. Ashtawa wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Like, Keep singing. Today sucks, but tomorrow's going to be wonderful. <laughs> That's the, I've never known the lyrics to Yata. No. Oh, my God. Yata was so big when I was in uh, middle school. <laughs> See, for my generation, like, we, there was like a flash animation of Yata that had like Colin Mockery's face on it. Really? Colin Mockery from, uh, from, uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah. It's like that, those are my memes. So I can't, so I honestly, I'm like, well, I can't share those because that'll make no sense. So I go, okay, what are the most recent memes that I've just texted people? Because, you know, listeners text me all the time at, at, uh, at, at you know, at my phone number, uh, which is 347 705. 7617. So they send me memes all the time. I send them memes back. So I go like, what are the three most recent memes I've sent? I'll, I'll tell you. Okay. They're not work appropriate. I'm ready. Okay. One of them is, it just says, it's a zine. It's called Gay Garfield. And it's Garfield like lounging like luxuriously across the frame of the cover of the zine. It's a guy reading the zine on a subway. And Garfield has a thought bubble. And the thought bubble says, Mmm, lasagna and cock. <laughs> That's the first meme that comes up in my text. Oh, no. That. Oh, no. Can't share that. Let's see. What, what's another, it's another meme that comes up in my text? We've got Sonic. It's like a tip from Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> and he's saying, it says Sonic says, 
All poo-poo times are pee-pee times, but not all pee-pee times are poo-poo times. That's fucking true. It's true. It's funny because it's true. All time, all bathroom times are period times, but not all are poo-poo and pee-pee times. That's exactly right. I got another meme here of like a female version of Plankton from the SpongeBob cartoon. Like big eyelashes, like cartoonish big eyelash. Uh... Wearing thigh highs and, like, spreading its butt cheeks and then, like, looking at you as if to say, like, put it in Plankton's rear. I've got a secret sauce that I'm going to come all over Garfield's dick. John Arbuckle's marinara. John Arbuckle's marinara is pouring out of me like cervical mucus. Yeah, that's how cervical mucus works. I assume. And then, finally, it's just it's just a picture of Garfield up against, uh... That very common kind of Dixie cup art swatch that's like hot now. Yeah. He's wearing sunglasses. He's got a backwards baseball cap on. He's crossing his legs. He's wearing like Jinko jeans and it just says, fuck Dick Cheney. (laughs) And then it's got a second smaller Garfield pulling his pants down and farting on Dick Cheney's face. And Dick Cheney's face looks very upset. That's okay. Awesome. First of all, awesome. Thank you. These are the four memes I have access to just at a fingertip. These are the ones that are just right there available. Um, if you had to produce memes that were important to you, what are the memes that are actually important to you? Okay, the memes that are actually, I don't know. I see, I have, I've, I'm very into the Zoomer. Like, what is, I have zap fried, I've microwaved my brain from too much time on the internet. So now, like, those deep fried memes would be like, fellas, what if I drank water? And it's under, like, 40 layers of JPEG. I laugh at that, like, all day. Or just, like, uh, like Jimmy's dad from Jimmy Neutron T-posing that just says H on the I love those! What is, like, a deep fried the letter B emoji that's also like warped and like so like part of it is all big for some reason. Yeah. I like that. Um, but if I had to produce those, okay, so here's what I think you should do. Okay. You can obviously all Pepe's are out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yup. <laughs> you guys fucking ruined that. Don't sit there and tell me, oh, well, it's not. A- well, that's how they're using it. So you you there, you gain literally nothing <laughs> by risking it. Yes. So what I would do is I would go back in the archives mm-hmm. and find some nice. You remember that time when normies like r- got their hand on those uh, not reaction images. What was it? The first one was like bad advice dog it was like yes pee on your homework eat glass <laughs> do you remember when normies just got a hold of that format yes. and they started making like awkward penguin i would send so many awkward pen like uh hold the door open watch the guy jog to catch up to you because he's too far away <laughs> i wish you'd been there i had like 10 minutes to put together these memes see a guy waving on the road wave back he was waving to his friend behind you. Like I would be like, I really connect with these on an emotional level because that's like fun, awkward, not like screaming at colors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And screaming about how the colors taste different in your head and how like blue does not taste like this. Blue tastes like this. You do not tell me blue tastes like this. It's like no one's asking what blue. Okay. I'm trying to think of other normie memes. What was it like the seal that was basically the same thing? Seal that. Oh, I love that that seal. It's it's ancient seal. Yeah. I like that guy. 
winter is coming. No one is firing if you put winter is coming there. Success, kid. Success at running normie.exe. <laughs> Success at making it through this icebreak. I didn't even think of those. Would you know what would have been perfect, normie? That dog that's dressed up like a like a businessman, and he goes like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Oh, or the cat that does chemistry. It's like, have you heard of the ACDC? I heard their concert was electrifying. Like, it's just stupid, dumb, normie-level smooth brain chemistry jokes. So, like, the Big Bang Theory-level chemistry jokes, yes. because they have to appeal to everybody. Of course. Coming out of a cat? I could have gotten a promotion if I'd known about this meme. So here's the memes I went with. Yeah, please tell me. Now, I'm going to walk you through them one by one and tell me at which point am I getting fired or promoted or am I just making it out of it safely? Let's hear them. Okay. First meme off the bat, it's the words, he's small and it's Kirby in a seatbelt. Beneath it, beneath that, it says, he brawl and it's Kirby dressed like Mario from the, the Super Smash Brothers. But most importantly, he love you all. And it's Kirby holding a little flower. Okay, I think you're making it out with that one. You're definitely not getting promoted. But I think you've narrowly escaped getting fired with that one. I feel like that too. Because I, I was trying to say, I, I was like, well, what are memes that I actually do like? Like, I really started thinking about it. I love this meme. First mistake. I, are, <laughs> I know! God, I should have just picked success, baby! Like... Asked her to marry me, said yes. This is what happened when I asked my wife to marry me. Don't mention the divorce. Don't mention it the was great. Yeah, no, we had a great long marriage, and then she's gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but I was like, but I do love this Kirby meme. When you sent this to me, like, six months ago or a year ago. Did I send that to you? Yeah, you're the one who first told me about, like, the he blank, he blank, but most importantly, he blank. Burb memes. All of them safe. I should have. Yeah. Except the ones that use triple parentheses. That's true. Not the boys are back in town. The tri- anti-Semites are back in town. Triple parentheses used to be something that was only used in bird beams. Yeah, then the fucking... You guys ruined everything. You ruined fucking everything. The internet was fun for so long. <laughs> um, okay. He's small, he brawl, but most importantly, he love you all. Because, like, I do... I love that meme. It makes me think of, like, my relationship. Aw. Like, and also, like... I've never really played a Kirby game. I never, like... Because Kirby's Dream Land came out for the Game Boy. I was more of, like, a Super Nintendo guy. We didn't do a lot of traveling. So it was like, well, there's kind of no reason to have a lot of Game Boy games. Um, Like, but I love Kirby on the internet. Like, that's the Kirby I like. He's so goddamn cute. He's just trying to be King D's friend. Meta Knight's there. I don't know what any of these people are. I love these people. I've also never interacted with a Kirby game outside of like one Game Boy Advance game in 2006. Yeah. But- or like in Smash Brothers, you play as Kirby sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, exactly. Cameo Kirby. Okay, second meme. Irma Gerd, Gers Burps. It's a young lady holding three Goosebumps books. And the, the words say, Irma Gerd, Gers Burps. Have you, are you familiar with this meme? Yes, I know exactly. So that's like the original yes. one of those. Yeah, because every time I think of that, it makes me laugh. Uh, the word Ermagerd, I love the word Ermagerd. Okay, that's a safe choice. That's a good one. Now, unfortunately, they did ask to go deeper. They were like, do you like the Goosebumps books? Oh, no. And I was like, no, not really. I don't like scary things at all. I just like the lady saying Ermagerd. 
I go, I like that you can hear it in your head. As a copywriter, I find the text to be so... I did say this. I was like, as a copywriter, you know, I find onomatopoetic text to be uh, very communicative. And, you know, it's, it's our job to communicate simply, easily, and entertainingly in our business. Oh, good. You nailed it. Thank you. That was great. And then people started talking about Goosebumps, and I do know some Goosebumps trivia. For example, R.L. Stein really doesn't write those books. He has like a factory farm of like college kids who write all the books, and it's just all going to his name. Just like uh, Jim Davis hasn't written a Garfield comic like in 25 years. That's right. Like that book, Trigger Warning, that uh, is written by that one guy that does just all Western stuff. Turns out that dude died years ago. Yep. And his fucking, I think it's his niece or his daughter is writing it. And then she uses a pseudonym to like, and their website conveniently talks about her in like the past tense to avoid using any pronouns. Mm -hmm. It's very, it's a very good conspiracy theory. And I I recommend everyone look it up. I I equally recommend everyone look that up. Anyway, let's more army memes. Final meme. It's a picture of a possum. And he's giving an interview into a microphone. Oh, I know this one. And it says, the possum is saying, I have had a long day. I am very small and I have no money. So you can imagine the kind of stress I'm under. You, sh- you showed me that one too. That's a promotion right there. Okay, good. That's a wholesome promotion. Because I said, I said, you know, I work very hard and I often overwork myself a little bit. And, you know, so sometimes I, I just feel kind of, like, tired, just like this little ferret guy does. But, you know, I'm tired because I love working so hard for the company and the company's bottom line. Yeah, yeah. No, that's the like I, that? That's perfect. I said, I didn't say bottom line, but, like, I said, like, you know, I identify with this guy because I love working hard. Sometimes I work myself too hard. No, you shut my brain out because down because that was so normie. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> We should try to do an episode of the Loudest Podcast that's called, like, the Normie, the Normiest Podcast. The Normies Podcast? Okay, yeah, let's start right now. Okay. Ready? <clears throat> right. <clears throat> Have you seen this Area 51 thing? Oh, my gosh. Tyler, my son, sent me that on Twitter the other day. Uh, okay, what's going on? So, I, I've heard about the Storm Area 51 memes, and I think that it started on Facebook, right? I believe it started on Facebook where, you know, I mean, all memes start. So kids, drove. did they actually drive out to Area 51? A lot of them said they were going to drive out, but I think it was just one of those, like, jokes, like, where people are just, like, having fun during their work day on Facebook. But a couple of very enterprising, very engaged young men and a few women did go to the desert and kind of wave hi to the to the soldiers, and it was all just a lot of fun. Oh, that's that's some fun. That's to to me. That's like because I have a son, Tyler. Yeah. He's sixteen. He's so into these memes, and it's so nice as a parent to know that kids are just having harmless fun like that. Like I know a lot of parents don't like their kids on social media too much. But well, what are if you going to do? Because if they're not on social media and their friends are, well, then it, then they feel left out. And I feel like it's important to give kids a, the, the, the normative experience. Exactly. And it's like they could be out doing drugs or drinking. And frankly, if if the choice is between going out and just getting drunk and driving, trying to drive home or looking at uh, the, them doing the silly little Japanese cartoon run, then I, I'm going with the Japanese cartoons. I, Absolutely. Like, like, you know, if it's if it's between them, like maybe getting 
you know, into some serious trouble or getting into some serious mischief on TikTok, I'll take the TikTok every time. Right. <laughs> oh, speaking of TikTok, have you seen that? Uh, I think seven children now have died from what? From the vaping. Vaping. The vape, yeah. The va- it's it's no good. We it, need to ban it. I I th- I think we should have banned it a long time ago. And I I mean the thing is like okay cigarettes. I grew up with cigarettes. We know they're not good for us. I would if if I ever caught my kid smoking. Well, God forbid. Oh my gosh, no! I've told I've sat Tyler down so many times and told him uh, these are bad news. And I realized, like back in my day, mm-hmm. smoking was cool, and yeah. now it's kind of not anymore. But what is cool is doing this vaping. So I sat him down and I told him, it's really not cool. People are dying. This can seriously affect your health. But these kids, like, I think, I'm not saying ban it mm. forever. I'm just saying we need to stop selling it until we figure out until what is in them. Until we figure things out. Exactly. exactly. Yes. It's, you know, if you think about it, like, smoking goes back to kind of the the founding of America. Oh, God, yeah. Tobacco cultivation and consumption, you know, uh cowboys on the in the old west smoking their cigarette just kind of a normal you know and look i don't do it and i would i would hate it if brayden did it my son um or my other son bramden or my third son broyden if brayden <laughs> bramden and broyden were smoking cigarettes i'd be like guys i'm gonna make you smoke the whole pack of cigarettes because that's what my dad made me do right uh my daughter my daughter just turned 13 mm-hmm. amberbrina Becklin, mm-hmm. <laughs> Amberlina Becklin. Mm-hmm. I told her I was like Amberlina Becklin. I have seen your friends Courtney and Porklina mm-hmm. <laughs> smoking mm-hmm. outside of the school, and like I'm the type of parent that I want to empower my daughter, obviously, to make her own decisions. Obviously, because if you tell them to zig, they will zag. Exactly, that is what teenagers do. That's you know? what they do, and it's. It, and it's healthy to have a little bit of rebellion. Right. And But there's a difference between hiding things like, like you know, smoking and the boy bands. Like, like, which member of your boy band is your favorite? Like, which one direction are you like the most? Yes. To me, hiding things is healthy for children, but only, like... I but don't, only things that I could find. Right. Like, that's like they should feel like they can hide them, but also I should know where they are and I should be able to find them. Harmless secrets. Yes. Like, maybe you like Lucas a little more than Harry. Something like that. But cigarettes and smoking, I would be very upset if I found out either one of my children were hiding that from me. I know. But I would so much rather them be smoking cigarettes than the Julie, than smoking the Julie. Because they're out there. They looks like... You don't mind me saying, just because we're we're girls and we're out for drinks at, at, in a non-work scenario, it looks like they're sucking on a robot's dick with some of these cigarettes. <laughs> I knew you couldn't maintain it for that long. I can't do it. We went too far. God, I want to eat a shotgun. That was awful. It's, can you imagine having to do that all goddamn day? Dude, do you know that there are people that that is how they actually communicate? I know. I work with them. I'm a corporate drone. God, I want to rip my... Fuck the surgery. I'm just rip my tonsil out myself. I'm in so much pain right now. Holy fuck. God, fuck. Fuck that. Oh, my God. I literally hate America. Yeah. No, America's, uh, you know, we're the worst. Um, Hey, well, actually, I think we're about out of time, unfortunately. We're going to have to save the Miracle Berry monster experiment for another week. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Was was there anything else you wanted to talk about before we wrap up? Uh, Now, save it. All right, cool. Hey, 
That's it for this episode of the Loudest Podcast. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, uh, oh, if you want to get the $15 exclusive pin, you only have until, if you're listening to this on Monday, you have until tomorrow night. Yeah, you got to go to patreon.com slash Asterios, pledge $15, and you will get a pin. Yeah, and you absolutely will get a pin. This is coming out on Monday, Tuesday night at midnight. The sale's off, so hurry up and pledge. Uh, you do not have time to wait and fuck around for these. And we only have a limited number of pins, and when they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. And it will be annoying if you have to wait for the second shipment. Yeah, exactly. I, I genuinely don't think we will have a second shipment. Maybe there will be no more, so you better get in now. Yeah, I, like, like I'm not, like, trying to create, like, artificial urgency. Like, I spent a lot of money to print up these. Like, I don't know that I could s- put another float of money out there And it takes right forever. Yeah, it takes a long time. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But uh, anyway, uh, that's it. Uh, the theme song of the Loudest Podcast is from by Waterboy, spelled W-A-U-T-E-R-B-O-I. You can find his music at waterboy.bandcamp.com. The music you're listening to right now is from Tom from the Roast Mortem Podcast, at Roast Mortem Cast on Twitter. It's one of our favorite shows. We love the Roast Mortem Podcast. One of only two podcasts I listen to. Yeah, exactly. And this episode and everything we do every bonus episode every five minute podcast was lovingly edited by Zwick if you're looking to hire Zwick you can email him at jpzwick at gmail.com that's jpzwick like Jurassic Park Zwick because his talent is as big as a dinosaur's talent um anyway that's it we'll talk to you next week bye bye